Welcome everyone to the Defenders podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today talking about the Defenders panel at San Diego Comic-Con. Just a little over a month before the uh, the premiere on uh, Netflix. Yes, in our general San Diego Comic Con podcast, we discussed some of the, you know, some of the timing factors. Do you want to hype the movie that comes out in nine months at San Diego, and so on and so forth? Do you want to hype Game of Thrones that started the week before at San Diego? This is prime for Defenders. Comes out in the summer, same season in a month's time. Um, you know, clearly the the Marvel faithful there, ready to hear the uh, the good news. And uh, Pete, in that panel, we got two two things leading up to Defenders. First, there was a Punisher clip. Next, there was news that Iron Fist has been renewed. So the uh, MCU TV Netflix corner is uh, is alive and well. Yes, and if you are also subscribed to the Punisher podcast by Fantastic Geek as well as the Iron Fist podcast by Fantastic Geek, one, uh, thanks. Two, keep your ears out for some updates on those with those two properties. But Pete, we're keeping it Defenders today. Pete, to the to the shock of Hollywood, the, the entire first episode was screened. Oh my goodness, this no. has never been done before. Pete, how many MCU TV episodes have we seen in New York Comic Con? Uh, well, every year Agents of Shield has brought one, so four, four. and then we saw the uh, Jessica Jones pilot more than a month out. So here we are, a month out, uh, you know, before Defenders. Also, not for nothing, and and I'll admit, as somebody who did not attend the panel because we were not not, not at San Diego, um, I didn't look to see how long the panel is. I remember with the Jessica Jones one saying to you, Pete. I mean, you and I both. I, I don't want to call myself the prognosticator, and you, the uh, you know, you ignorant to it. When we were at the Jessica Jones panel, uh, you know, we're looking at this going how are they going to fill 75 minutes or whatever, it, whatever it was, it was a weird chunk of time. It was enough time to do, Hey everybody, here's the cast or, you know, here's the episode, here's the cast, so on and so forth. So I don't know how shocked people should have been, but we'll, we'll pump the brakes there. Uh, we looked at the time and Pete said, I, I will admit it was such a busy week. I don't remember what Pete said, but Pete, what did Pete said? Well, Pete said they're showing us the first episode. There you go. I got gotta learn how to learn how to learn how to read Jeff Loeb's tea leaves here, everybody. Anyhow, Pete, even spoiler-free me, I loved hearing about an opening scene with Iron Fist and Jessica Jones saving the Punisher from the hand. What? So, Pete, if nothing else, uh, and again, you know, I, I I like to run spoiler-free. I had to get a little nibble of the the, the pre-credit teaser act. Uh, question as to whether the Punisher will show up. The fact that the Punisher shows up in the first minutes of the thing, yeah, I'm even more stoked. And that's just the thing that uh, that even uh, spoiler pure Matt here is uh, is looking for details early. Tells you how big this thing is going to be. This is this is going to bust Netflix on August 18th. <laughs> 
And as discussed in other podcasts, hopefully it doesn't literally bust it because, uh, yeah, hopefully they're up to the up to the bandwidth of it all. Pete, if Netflix doesn't go down between Defenders coming out and then when uh, when Stranger Things comes out a couple months after that, then you'll know that any other time Netflix goes down, it's just a weird, you know, glitch in the matrix or whatever. It's some problem not connected to everybody watching uh, Netflix. But I digress. Loeb, Jeff Loeb, that that sainted man, uh, he had a great quote from the panel. Let's face it. We have a guy who was in a bad Ben Affleck movie, a character who no one uh, had ever heard of, who drinks a lot, the first black superhero, and a guy with a glowing fist. So I like that he's kind of both downplaying and playing up the, uh, the uh, I don't know, the, the come-from-behind win that we can expect here. Yeah, and you know, with them um, showing that first episode and then dropping another trailer, which puts... Uh, Sigourney Weaver's Alexandra front and center um, really ups the ante in terms of what people are expecting. Yeah, it's a solid preview, a solid trailer. One thing that did jump out at me rewatching it, so much of it is taking place in the dark, in the shadows, underground. And I know that that's, you know, we have the whole big giant hole thing at night, etc., kind of had me thinking back to those glory days of the, the first battle of New York, you know, what with the, the, the aliens coming through the, the wormhole. Doing it in the middle of the day adds a certain, um, not just kind of authenticity, but certain grandeur to it that I get it. Maybe A is not of the Defenders um, slice of the MCU. Uh, maybe it's just something that makes more sense financially, you know, hide your hide your mistakes, hide your stitches, hide your you know, what you don't have in the shadows, uh, hide the fact that this is not a $250 million budgeted movie. It's, you know, an eight episode TV miniseries, but there was that that jumped out for me. Just a lot of, a lot of darkness, literal darkness in this latest trailer. I think tone is important, particularly in the area of the world that these heroes represent and, uh, to do it at night, and yeah, there's a little bit of visual effects cover up going on there. They clearly don't have the budgets of the films. Uh, we'd be silly to uh, expect them to. Um, so I'm fine with that. Well, Pete, and again, you know, I, I like to run spoiler pure, but uh, I think it's worth noting. No surprise here that uh, on the first episode, you get uh, Deborah Ann Wall's Karen Page, you get Jessica Henwick's Colleen Wing, you get uh, Simone Missick's uh, Detective Misty Knight. So the ladies well-represented, powerful women well-represented, and Daredevil, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage supporting characters well-represented as well. Not just Luke Cage's Simone Missick, Matt, but also Iron Fist's Misty Knight. What? Yeah, news out of the panel as well that she will be joining Iron Fist and uh, Colleen Wing for season two, which gets us Daughters of the Dragon. (laughs) Aside from whatever comic connections might be made and whatnot, it really is wonderful to have these characters cross over in an authentic way. Um, The fact that you have uh, Karen Page moving from Daredevil to the Punisher story in a way that feels earned as opposed to, um, you know, kind of as opposed to, I don't want to quite say Tony Stark and Spider-Man because that was well-earned as well, but things that don't feel stunty, they just feel super organic. Um, 
Pete, the the big wigs out there have seen uh, have seen some of their uh, first four episodes of Defenders. Uh, not 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 just the big wigs, Matt. Oh no, more, <laughs> more than USA Today and the Washington Post, Pete. Some some of the other wigs. Fair enough. Well, I was uh, I was a little surprised to see that uh, see that USA Today had the uh, the early review. Uh, headline Marvel's The Defenders are better off fighting solo. First paragraph is two sentences. The Defenders are only as strong as their weakest link, and they have a very weak link. And I said, oh no, Pete, oh no. Yeah, I gotta respectfully disagree with uh, USA Today, or as it's known in the trade, Mick Paper. Um, they are clearly better teamed up. All of them, Matt, all of them. Fair enough. Uh, well, good news, Pete. The Washington Post, you know, democracy dies in darkness. Uh, they have the uh, the early review headline. The Defenders is the Marvel team up you hoped for. Iron Fist and all. Uh, their first paragraph. The, the Defenders is the type of superhero streaming we've come to expect from Netflix's live action Marvel productions. Well worth the wait. The new show is every bit the event that Marvel fans hoped it could be. So that made me feel a lot better. Yeah. And if I could describe what I've seen in a word, it's fun. And I think it's been a little while since it was fun um luke cage was like a heavy meal and no wonder and and we've credited tv guide over and over again you know how important that was and that they called it the the most important show of 2016 what with a bulletproof black man and then there was iron fist who is a white dude with a glowy hand and you know did not and super rich and super rich and and did not land nearly as squarely as Luke Cage or Jessica Jones or even the two seasons of Daredevil before that. This restores it to the level we've come to expect. Well, that certainly is good to hear because they're they're great characters and it seems it seems in a number of places there is some fun at Iron Fist's uh, expenses. Iron Fist as a character. I mean, even in the first in the first preview, it kind of was some incredulity at his presence and at his power and whatnot. While I think I could speak for both of us in saying that Iron Fist was the weakest of the four in, in terms of the the individual series that are out. I mean, I got nothing against Finn Jones. I got nothing against the character. I'd love nothing more than to to head into Iron Fist season two with problems being solved and interest levels being raised and that sort of thing in terms of the narrative. Um, and these are great characters. Hopefully, you put them together as the plan that goes all the way back to four years ago, five years ago. Finally, we're at this point. And uh, hopefully all four characters really, really gel. And it seems like uh, in, in, in some wise eyes, that is indeed the case. The pace, too, was something that really impressed me. And when you see what I've seen, I think that will come to be clear. So, Pete, without you revealing too much, let's both discuss a little bit as we go through the, the four main characters here in The Defenders. What are you looking – what are you looking – 
for them to get out of this process? Where are you looking? Let's start with Matt Murdock. Where are you looking at him, for, for him and the people in his orbit to be when this eight episode miniseries is done with? Matt Murdock is best in his tortured Catholic guilt. And um, yeah, I just hope to see more and more of that uh, conflict with him, um, particularly as somebody who's cast in a leadership role in this group. And it doesn't always go that way. That certainly would set uh, Daredevil season three up well if, you know, if Foggy and Karen and Matt are, are in a state of disarray and, and not on the same page, no pun intended. Um, that's something that you could hit the ground running with in a season three and then, um, you know, start to heal the rifts as the season goes on and as the, the seasonal story is dealt with. I'll kind of flip that sentiment around, though, for Jessica Jones at the end of the, of the Defenders. Heading into her second season, I hope that there is a sense of peace. There is a sense of solace. You think of all that she went through in in the first season of Jessica Jones um, and all that that represented in terms of assault and survivor mentality and things of that sort. I'd love to see her at a certain level of stability. Not too much, you know. The, uh, drinking too mild excess, I think, is uh, is uh, <laughs> is broadly acceptable for Jessica Jones. But hopefully, there's a there's a degree of stability there at the end of the Defenders. Uh, I mean, listen, I've not um, seen all of the Defenders, but I, I don't know how you know far we can stray from who the character is and offer her something she she does not seem to get. Um, in the, in the course of her, her day to day, um, whoever runs the Jessica Jones Twitter and Matt and I are, are both big fans of that. It's clearly one of the best, um, Twitter accounts of any show around, particularly, you know, the way they use the material and, and snark and everything like that. Um, I would want for uh, Jessica Jones to somehow bring her social media presence into it. It's that good. I am reminded of uh, in the first season of Nurse Jackie, uh, one of the doctor characters um, would occasionally be taking out his phone or there was this kind of this ongoing joke of like, oh, man, Jackie, what you just said, it's so good. I got to tweet it. And what they did was uh, Showtime. I think it was a Showtime show. They had created yes. uh, they had created a a doctor account for him, and the writers would figure out whatever it was that he would be tweeting. You know, oh, Jackie just cursed, so he takes out his phone, and it's it's a it's a a brief thing. You know, oh, don't tweet it. Oh, I'm gonna, and he walks off because he's a jerk. Meanwhile, at that second, he presses send. The East Coast, you know, on the East Coast airing of the episode, that account posts the tweet. Um, and it was written by, by one of the writers or two of the writers, obviously that degree of synchronicity is not, uh, going to work for, for Netflix and for streaming. But to me, that's the gold standard in terms of audience <laughs> interaction, in terms of integrating in, in the real world, whoever's running the Jessica Jones Twitter, it's, it's wonderful snark. As you said, let's take it to the I next level. I just think somehow. the character, the character work that it does too, it, it has her down so well. And that's why, you know, yes, drama is defeating expectation, but I think to to take her away from her sweet spot of 
constantly hassled, um, heart of gold, but a, but a mouth of dirt would be a mistake. Well, if there is to be a happy, uh, maybe not ending, but a happy respite for her, uh, and if one's going to follow the, the uh, template of the comics, it might be together with Luke Cage, which is not the worst story idea in the world. However, at a certain point, I suspect Mike Coulter needs a break. He did <laughs> Jessica Jones, you know, I, and granted was not in, you know, uh, most Rapid scenes in every episode, but did... Yeah. Yeah, did Jessica Jones, then did Luke Cage, now did Defenders. Jessica Jones season two um, went into production immediately after uh, yes. after uh, Defenders. So if he's going to he be is in that, Luke Cage season two right now. <laughs> well, hey, got to strike while the iron's hot. You know, you I can... mean, listen, it's it's what he got himself into. If I would ask for anything from uh, Luke Cage in season two. Um, Okay, with, with Luke, I, I'd like to see obviously the um, the feelings he had over the the guilt he had over uh, Pop's death, um, you know, wiped away. And I, I'm going to throw in there a, a way to do that that uh, Pop's son, the character of Bert, played you know in one episode, but uh, played well by our man Stephen Hill. That, that he would gain a larger role. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's such a rich, rich background for that character and such a, uh, such a rich part of the city that we saw in the series that you would hope that they would, uh, they would go back to that well and be able to draw uh, accordingly. And then Pete, lastly, we have Iron Fist who gets a second <laughs> season, which, okay. Hey, We'll we'll see how that goes. I mean, we certainly it it was a fun season to watch. It did not run as deep as the other three. Yes, uh, I think there were some basic. It's kind of like damned if you do and damned if you don't. You know, the character origin is what the character origin is. Right. The fact that we're watching a super rich white guy act, you know, with blonde hair, act more privileged than those around him, while working at a company that is up to no good. And is trying to screw the little guy out of things like healthcare. Okay, some of that, you know, some of that the show didn't. How, how do I say this, Pete? The, the show was timely in a way it did not intend to be and was perhaps a bit poorer for it. Yeah, I mean, we've got a new showrunner coming in for season two. And I think the wise move to get the, um, the fan service and the comic accuracy of daughters of the dragon and to put them out there um to get that girl power going to to get the the women of color um you know and and to maybe erase some of the you know criticisms of that first season can only be a positive thing and again you know let let um danny rand kind of play the a straight card. I think people are really going to enjoy his interaction with Luke Cage. We've been waiting for that. I've been, you know, um, anticipating that big time and, you know, what happens through the first couple episodes does not disappoint in that dynamic. It's interesting that you should forecast, uh, Danny Rand becoming a straight man around with, around which other characters can, can shine. I'm reminded of, um, 
some of the uh, as the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie was coming together, part of the rationale to let uh, let um, Johnny Depp be wild and crazy was you have other characters that are the traditional the traditional male lead, the traditional female lead. So from that, he can bounce off them. He doesn't also need to be the square jawed, perfect hero, that kind of thing. So maybe kind of the reverse works here where Danny is a bit more likable and we get, we get fantastic characters growing up around him. But Pete, that is well down the line. Uh, we will be talking more defenders probably a week before the mini series starts just as a final uh, preview. So somewhere in the neighborhood of August 9th, but um, certainly it was a jam-packed San Diego Comic-Con when it came to uh, talking Defenders. Yeah, and earned after all this time. You know, um, Jeff Loeb was actually honored with a with a little thing uh, from uh, Netflix and, and Marvel. And, you know, what began is, um, okay, we're going we're gonna to redo Daredevil. And, um, you know, now we have all four defenders. We have the Punisher. We have, you know, six different shows on Netflix. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's something that, you know, we would have only imagined. And now we have this interconnected on one network. We have this interconnected throughout a an entire universe. Their team has come together at long last, and we want to take an opportunity to thank our team, our patrons on patreon.com slash fantastic geek, helping keep the uh, the lights on, the mics flowing, the the interwebs moving and webbing. The bandwidthing. Um, and yeah, you guys, you are our team. You are our glowing fists and glowing heart. Everybody who uh, contributes gets um, exclusive podcast content. And then there are varying levels to contribute at, get yourself a little something extra. So thanks again to all of our listeners and fans of the family of podcasts going to Patreon, P A T R E O N.com slash fantastic geek with the PH all one word. And Pete, of course, the biggest reward is always free. That's being able to interact with you daily on Twitter. How can people do so? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R-9399. <sighs> Followers can't be wrong. Just one more, please, oh, please. <laughs> uh, I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, but you can be in touch with the podcast 24-7, 365. We are Fantastic Geek, fantasticgeek.com, fantasticgeek at gmail.com, fantasticgeek on Twitter and Instagram as well. But wait, Pete, is there more? There is if you are like um, – Two billion people in the world and have a Facebook account. So go to facebook.com slash fantastic geek. Again, one word with the PH. Like us today, and you're going to get your defenders, your punisher, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, the Inhumans, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There's Agent Carter back there. Oh, yeah. And Star Trek Discovery. So plenty of content all in one place like it today. Absolutely. As mentioned, Pete, if you are listening to us on the Defenders podcast feed, we'll be back somewhere in the neighborhood of August 9th, sometime in that week before 
uh, the uh, the week that Defenders drops, and then we will be covering at least two episodes a week. And I uh, cannot wait to dive on in finally to Defenders. If you're listening to us in the Pop Culture Podcast feed, we will be back in a couple days to talk a couple more bits from San Diego, including uh, Inhumans, Punisher, and Iron Fist. With that, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final Defenders SDCC word. I'm not giving you a hug. <laughs>